know how, oh, we do love the beagles and feel that experimenting on beagles is really rather medieval in these modern times. Well, that's why we're jumping on Zoom now to speak to the amazing singer-songwriter Paulette Cooper, who is supporting the beagles. I'm Anna Webb. Welcome to A Dog's Life. Claire Cooper, welcome back to A Dog's Life. Anna Webb, I always love coming on your show because you are brilliant. No, oh, stop and it. I'm, I'm, well, I'm a massive fan of the podcast. It's brilliant. You're full of knowledge. If I need to know anything about anything about dogs, especially my dog, I always go, Anna Webb, I need to call her. <laughs> oh, well, you truth. know. Oh, thanks. Well, hopefully, yes, we've gotten through a few. Because that's the thing with your own dogs, sometimes, you know, you. I'm speaking for, for myself here, right? Mm. You panic. You're like, oh, oh no. totally. You know, and then you need someone from the outside to go, actually, you know, look, A, B, and C. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't phone the vet immediately. This is going to be fine. And on all of these occasions, that's been, been the case. Oh, you know, you're brilliant. She's your brilliant. It's like you always calm me down. I'm like, oh, Anna, Billy's a bit constipated today. You're like, <laughs> yeah. calm down. Oh, Anna, he's shaking his ear a little bit. What could it be? Because he has been shaking his ear a little bit, but he's fine now. Well, talking about shaking the ear, I do actually, and it will be a blatant plug, but here's a plug that um, all our listeners please listen to. In fact, um, I did a podcast with the amazing Joe Flanagan, who yeah. has brought product over from Germany, which is all probiotic based. I mean, Colette, you will love this stuff. I actually clean my flat with probiotics, like oh, proper amazing. cleaning proper cleaning product you yeah know? So I'm just getting no brilliant and throwing them around my flat brilliant um yeah no it really really is and apart from cleaning my flat so much better than any you know I've always used the plant-based cleaners you yeah know? me too um, always yeah plant-based. always cruelty free everything you just I know but go they still leave everything. they can still leave this residue this yeah. has no residue oh that's good no, it's really lovely. Anyway, they also make ear cleaner and I use their dental spray on Mr. Binks every single day. What's the company called? It's called Ingenious Probiotics. Ingenious Probiotics. And I yeah. can use that to clean Billy's ears. Well, they do an ear care one, so you want, don't use the floor Oh, cleaner. no, 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 no. <laughs> Ingenious. I'm just writing this down. Ingenious. Probiotics. Probiotics. Yeah. And they can take them orally as well? Well, you spray the dental spray. It's all a right. spray. Okay, so brilliant. super fine liquid, you know, because sometimes with ear cleaner, it can be a bit thick. Yeah. They tend to be thinner now than they used to. But okay. these thick globules, you know, that you sort of squirt down an ear, you know, it can block the ear canal. Yeah, yeah. finer the better then, I guess. Yeah, absolutely, because it just so penetrates through. And, the, mm. and where would I buy this from? Online? Just go yes. to Ingenious? Ingeniousprobiotics.com. Brilliant. Okay, I'm on to that. Mm, okay, I think you'll be chuffed, actually. So I've squirted Binks's teeth this morning before we did Sky News. Oh, brilliant. And I always give Billy a little bit of um, coconut oil as well and rub it on his gums, which is brilliant. So that draws out any infections or and it's antibacterial as well. It's really good. No, it's brilliant. It's yeah. a medium chain fatty acid. I use which... it. I use it as well. You know. Oh, it's good for the brain as yes. well. Actually, oh. coconut Oh, yeah. Coconut oil is really known to help cognitive function because it's a medium chain fatty acid. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So well, it's been proved to work on rats. Oh, amazing. Okay. So it works that's... on humans too. <laughs> okay. That's good. I have a lot of coconut oil, but Billy 
I always give them a little little teaspoonful, don't I, Billy? Mm. Yes. It's, <laughs> it also, funnily enough, it does um, the the buttery version, or you could use the oil just with on cotton wool. Yeah, rub yeah. his teeth. Well, no, that's why I do. That's why I give him. I I put it in my I put it on my finger and I rub his gums with it. But do the actual it. teeth as well because it oh, cleans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it yeah, cleans. of course it does. Of course it does. Yeah. It does. No, it's funny. At an awards once, I said to a fellow dog trainer who was at the, that awards, I went, gosh, I said, I won't mention his name, your mm. teeth are looking amazing. They're so white, I said, so you know. Yeah. And he said, oh, I know, I, I, um, I gargle coconut oil. I went, yeah. you do what? Yeah, well, I do. I cut, It's called <laughs> coconut pulling. Or oil pulling, it's called, and I do. I put it at a teaspoon in the morning, at night, really about maybe ten to twenty minutes sometimes, and it's called it's called oil pulling. And you basically keep just swishing it around your mouth, spit it out, rinse it with salt water, then brush your teeth. It's brilliant. It's really good. Salt water is still always my go-to for yeah. cut paws, insect bites, yeah. all of that, as it really, really, really is just, you know, such a, a wonderful natural remedy that, yes. you know, is is also, you know, cheap. <laughs> putting it, Yeah, and it works know. and they don't mind it. Billy doesn't mind it when I, if he's got a little insect bite or anything or in the summer he's got a mosquito bite, I just put a little bit of you know salt warm salt water on and sometimes i just put a little tiny bit of coconut oil around it as well because it's antibacterial i don't know if that's the right thing you know listen all these things work and yeah. um i think you know you've got to remember like we've been talking about you know this week from the study that the royal veterinary college has released you know yeah. about pandemic behaviors in dogs. i know well i, know. I saw, saw you on um, bbc london and I thought it was a, I thought it was I thought you were brilliant. And they were saying, "Tell me more about that," because they were saying people are using like really disciplined sort of the discipline mm. in the dogs in a way that's not it's not right, and they're not they're not reacting well to it. Is that right? Yeah. Well, you know, in the olden days. That's right. I mean, in the olden days, you know, yeah. um, people thought, you know, you'd be strict with your dog and, you know, the dog would obey you and so on. And that method really has been proved to be completely wrong by science. But I was horrified, I'll be honest, when I read the stats because they yeah. were only released on Monday. You know, So what are really they doing new. exactly, these owners? Well, 80, well, 80 percent of the owners that they'd followed over some time. So these yeah. are first time dog owners that got their dog in the pandemic. Right. 80 percent of them are using what's known as aversive training methods so right. it, it, aversive it you know it can range from shouting at your dog oh, no. to you know kicking your dog no you know, stop <laughs> yeah i know yeah is that yeah. what they're saying you should allow yeah it's fine to kick your dog it's no no they're, no they're not saying that no Claire, oh. they, this is research right and what's being revealed is that actually this is what people are doing right oh my god uh, yeah. Um, so to train a dog to stop pulling on the lead, which is one of the key behaviors, because all these dogs have behavior problems. Mm. So it's research to understand, you know, how this has happened, you see, because obviously, you know, for both humans and dogs, the, the pandemic was a big difference in mm. our lives, to say the least. So, of course, it's impacted on humans mm. and it has also impacted on all dogs, even though even if they were socially sound before the pandemic the change of routine and lifestyle certainly affected my, both my dogs for a while. They were like, why are you here all the time? Can't you yeah. go out? We're bored of you now. You're normally out for some of the day. Go away. We need oh. to be alone. You know, so. Um, 
upsets me a lot. I mean, I I, I witnessed a woman uh, on the heath, she had a young Doberman, and she was just horrific to her dog. I had to intervene. I was so upset and angry. I can't bear it. No, it's like, wrong. You know, but the thing it is, across the face, I had a muslin smacked it across the face. It was a young Doberman as well, mm. shouting at it. I just, I had to intervene. I just literally went crazy. Well, no, good for you. You know, that's Im- important. But yes, yeah, so the worrying trend is mm. that people are doing things like this to their dogs. So this is why this study is being discussed horrendous, to highlight horrendous. actually, look, come on, you know, because the problem is why it doesn't work is that because actually in the short quick fix it does work but what it doesn't do is help build your relationship and having you know help lots of people with their dogs you know obviously this is what I see as well people don't have a relationship with their dog that's built on communication and trust and that's what dog training allows you to do but I think so many people are afraid of dog training because they think boot camp but Mm. actually you see it's fun and it's your tool to communicate with your dog because you can't talk to your dog because they don't understand anything you say i disagree but, billy uh, billy understands several words i can say oh, they understand words yeah i can say phrases. to billy show i say show me your teeth and he will show me his teeth you've trained he, that that's the trick well yeah i mean i don't know i, I don't know if i've gone I, don't, I consciously haven't gone out to train him i've just said show me your teeth and i've shown him my teeth and he's just shown me his teeth back and then you know, you've rewarded it um, with praise and fun probably. and good. Show me your teeth. That's yeah, because I like training. to look at his teeth to make sure that exactly. his teeth are good. No, it's but a great he, thing. I mean, Billy is so clever. I, I, he, I, I mean, I've had grown up with dogs, you know, periodically in my life. But Billy, if, if I speak to Mike, say, 10 o'clock in the morning and I say, I've got to be careful what I say actually now because he's listening to me. I say, Mike is. Um, uh, no, I'm talking about Billy's listening to me. And <laughs> <laughs> basically, Matt is as well. And Billy, basically, if I say to Mike at 10 a.m., right, we are going to go to the PUB. I have to spell it out because he knows what it is. And we're going to go there at 5 p.m. and we're going to have a S A U S A G E S as a treat for Billy. And we're going to do just do a nice thing. Billy will at five to five be running down the hallway, barking, running to the door, waiting, waiting, and waiting. He knows. And then when we go out, he just, his direction is pulling towards that location where what we, what we were talking about. He is so smart. And I've never known anything like it. He knows exactly what I'm saying to him. Mm, but you see, I would say he's communicating with you far more on intention. Yeah. Going back to episode one of A Dog's Life with, you know, someone I admire very, very much for, yeah. you know, his scientific evidence on telepathy and the fact that absolutely dogs... the telepathy, so, absolutely. That's, I would got telepathy. I would say. That's, you know, because people, you know, will say dogs will know yeah. when it is four o'clock, which means the time we're going for our dog walk. Yeah. In Lassie Come Home, even, which was fictional, but, yeah. you know, on factual stories of dogs doing uncanny things like returning home from being lost or yeah. knowing when their owner may have broken their leg on a ski slope. Yes. All of them, you know, having knowing. Oh, no, I there's... totally believe it. It's definitely telepathy. He knows when I'm, he knows when I'm thinking, he know. he just knows what I'm thinking. I mean, you know, if I'm feeling a bit sad, if I'm feeling happy, he just, he's so in tune with me. It's, mm. And I'm so in tune with him. You know, we communicate. There's one thing. Uh, we do we communicate so well he, he he's he's just incredible um, oh, i know I've, oh, he I've is never a lovely any, 
he's just beautiful and he's so smart and he's so kind. He's kind to other dogs. And he, you know, I say to him when we're on the heath, go make friends. He'll run up to strangers and he'll drop his ball for them and always great with kids. He's just a very, very, very kind dog. But, and you know, and like you say about scientists, you know, they, they have discovered, haven't they, that, you know, they've got a mind of a four or five-year-old, some of them. You know, there's oh, gosh, I'd dogs. say it's much more than that. Well, there I you mean... go. Brilliant. I want to know more because I know the Poodle family are extremely intelligent dogs. I know Billy's breed, a terrier, is, they're very intelligent dogs. And there are probably some dogs that maybe don't have the same brain capacity, just like humans, you know. <laughs> I disagree um, on that completely. I must say, Colette, look, hang on. Dogs yeah. are way more intelligent, you know, than most humans, quite honestly. Because oh, that's true. They, they haven't... <laughs> well, it's, humans it's, I know. <laughs> yeah, they haven't lost that uncanny ability to yeah. read us. You know, we did a brilliant job at domesticating the dog, you know. Yes. We're top class. For example, okay, dogs at birth understand what pointing means but a chimpanzee doesn't. Wow. So I know that was a study out of Hungary, I don't know, about 2010. Wow. It was around that time that they, in America, they had trained dogs to go into an MRI um, scanner, totally awake and be comfortable with doing it. It took ages to train this team of dogs to do it. But their, their objective with it, of course, was to study uh, the dog's brain and see reactions to different stimuli in the brain yeah and from that obviously evidence has concurred that there is an area of the brain in dogs that is love because some people might say well dogs are only about their food no that's right they do feel love i I, yeah they definitely Mm. definitely do do feel love and they they love and i mean they're just a bundle of love i mean dogs are just a bundle of love and going on to dogs being a bundle of love MBRA because we've got to talk about that. I know, yes. Oh the God, I mean, you know, I, I know, campaign I along with them. I and, know you do, and, and it's you so, do, and well, I do a little bit. We've done two we podcasts do as much about as we can. it. Yeah, we could do as much as we can. You know, yeah, make, it's so frustrating, you know, Anna. You know, I mean, <laughs> what does it take? You know, the petitions now in Parliament. It's being discussed. I think on the nineteenth of February, which is great. I'm not sure they've. I thought. We had gathered enough signatures. And what was great and how they got those figures, I don't know if you're aware of this, but you know the actor Tom um, Tom Hardy's got a few million followers on his Instagram, and he posted every single day. Wow. I think for like a month, every single day, he posted to get these signatures up. And I thought that was amazing of Tom Hardy. That's amazing. I, know I mean, I posted, young. but I don't have millions of followers. I might have a few, but not as many as him. You know, as long as we keep posting and keep being aware. Mm, and mm, I mm. mean, it's just ridiculous that it, it it's even happening. It's sickening. It's sickening. It needs to be, you know. But explain, it, explain. So in case listeners... You know, onto where of the beagles? Oh, situation. yeah. So it's it's um, basically it's an organisation. It's an American organisation where they breed beautiful beagles just to test on them, and it's just absolutely barbaric. And how they test, it's cruel, it's evil. And once they're done with them, they kill them. And there's organisations, you know, like um, Free the Beagles. There's many organisations that have gone in and you know they've rescued some beagles but because it's legal you know and it's against the law they're getting arrested for doing so and we've gone to you know we've gone on marches um outside parliament all last year and you know tried to raise as much awareness and get as many signatures as possible and now finally 
it's in Parliament up for discussion and to be thrown out, surely, on the 19th of February. I mean, thrown out as in close MBR acres. You know, that has to be closed. MBR acres has to be closed. There's no other option. I agree. I agree. I can't bear it. I mean, so you know, evil. I know. I mean, I remember. And that's why it's so important that people don't realise that they have to be so mindful and conscious now. They just start at home by buying cruelty-free products. Everything from your hair, you know this, makeup, hair, you know, your, your, your liquids, your dishwashing liquids, just everything. Just try and get um, cruelty-free products. If you start at home, then there won't be any need to be tested on mm. any animals. You Absolutely. Know? But it's it's... Yeah, it's sort there's of, lots of great the, brands out there. No, of course there's brands, but it's also but the problem is it's it's pharmaceuticals. You see, are tested on on these dogs. You know, I won't exactly. name the brands and everything, but it's yeah. like headache pills. Okay, so yeah. you know, so things like that. That's well, exactly. also the area. It is the area, and that's really actually that's a really good thing to bring up. Like me personally, I will try just try and do everything naturally, or just do everything I can that doesn't involve animals. But, you know, I'm not going to lie, I've taken a few Neurofen. But as you know, Neurofen is so bad for animals, it kills them, so... It's awful. I mean, it's it's so not fair. And um, I remember years ago they were testing cigarette smoke on the beagles. Oh, were, so it's just, it, it makes me want to vomit. I, my blood, know. my blood is boiling. My blood is boiling. And I believe Will Young is fronting, now fronting the campaign on the... On the nineteenth yeah. of February, so that is great. Um, no, it's but... brilliant. Actually, he came on the radio, um, barking at the moon, Amazing. and uh, mentioned that. Absolutely, it is about raising awareness. It's really not fair, but it's just not. It's not rocket science, is it? I mean, it's just, it's just so barbaric. Just close the place down. Innocent upbreed, innocent beautiful animals to test for human consumption. It's just disgusting. I mean, animals are just beautiful. And again, going back to human consumption, mm. South Korea finally, finally, finally. But we still got three years. They finally banned the dog trade, meat trade out there. But there's still three years to go. So I there's know. there's amazing organization rescue um, organizations that are still going out there rescuing dogs constantly, finding homes. And that's another thing. That's three years is a long time. That's a lot, a lot of hundreds of thousands of breeds, you know, being born and been breeding still for the dog meat trade until it's completely banned. It's going to be banned, but it's got three years to go, which I don't understand either. Why can't that be imminent? You know. Well, I think I, you know, I read around it. I mean, it's because it's been there for so long. So you've got farmers, you know, like we have farmers here, you know, reliant on their farming industry yeah. for their livelihood. So you know, you've got to look at this also a bit culturally. Um, you know, in India, lava been there three times. Love, you can't eat a cow. Well, I wouldn't but... eat a cow. I wouldn't eat any animals. That's, no, that's, I know. That's my but... point. You know, I mean, dogs, cows rabbits they're all that they're all the same they all have souls i just don't agree with any anyone eating any animals that's but for dogs i think like you say going back to we've domesticated them they do feel love they're intelligent like pigs you know they're really really intelligent it just seems so bizarre to eat a dog i guess in someone's eyes over a cow well the funny but thing it's is not really <laughs> and listen, you know, talking to me, it's it's totally wrong. But interestingly, it's not illegal to eat your dog in the UK. I've heard Mike told me, uh, on, but, but that must have been a law 
from the 14th century that just hasn't changed. Just like if the queen or the king were to say, off with their heads, it's still actually a printed law that you could go and chop someone's head off. I think it's an old, old law that just hasn't been changed, which it does need to be changed because well, I don't know, okay. <laughs> it's a just ridiculous. I mean, it well, it's ridiculous. No, no, but apparently in Canada, yeah, it's not illegal there either, and you can eat your own dog. Um, but I don't think anybody does. I think these are just really no, of course laws. not. Yeah, of course, yeah, of course. Well, you know, you know, yeah, sure. But but you if know. you did, then you go. Well, it's okay. It's legal. You know, so, if you got stuck on a snowy mountain in Canada and you're there for six months, what do you get? You know, I'm not. I wouldn't. But there might be some people who go. Okay, I'm gonna have to kill my dog and eat it. It's just disgusting. It's got. To, <laughs> it's just got to change. And no. That needs to be brought up. I don't think many people know that. No, I don't either. I mean, it sort of came up in our podcast last week, just we're having a spontaneous chat mm. about lots of things that's happened this year. I mean, it's yeah. been a very, you know, look, so this week we've got the Royal Vet College and really raising awareness on the fact that harsh training methods seem to have crept back into the world of dogs, which wow. is wrong. You know, last you week. You great on that duck- yesterday. Oh, thanks. Mm. I did Sky News this morning, actually. And then there's the pet abduction. Uh, Of course, that's now going to become a specific crime, which is great news. Oh, God, of course. So I I heard that the other day as well. And that's that's absolutely great news because Mm. so it should. Absolutely. That's my Uh, Bill is my child. You know, mm. uh, that would be like stealing my child away. Mm. And it should be. They're, they're part of the family. Pet adu- abduction. I mean, who would have thought of it? You know, who would think that would be okay to do that anyway? Why now? And only 2024. Is that is that being, is now illegal? Well, 2024, this should have been <laughs> illegal, you know, forever. Absolutely. But it's interesting. Some people are sort of saying, well, it shouldn't be called abduction because you abduct a child, you know, and you you oh. Um, you oh, steal God. a bike. But the, you see, that's the problem. Until yeah. until dogs chattel status in a court of law is removed and dogs yeah. are officially in a court of law considered a sentient being, which I don't yeah. think has quite happened yet, um, then I believe. Total change will never happen. I think that will happen soon. Now something like, you know, that law has been passed. There's so many laws now that have been, mm. you know, passed. And I think, I I definitely think that um, that that will be the next thing. I think you know? the, the We're word... We're such you... a nation of dog lovers, you know, a world of dog lovers even in most parts mm. of the world anyway. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So... And, and, the, and using the word abduction for this rather than um, calling it dog theft, you know, it's called, you know, dog abduction. I think that just the terminology of that is very significant. I agree. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's been this groovy campaign that I'm involved with. I'm very proud to be involved with it, actually, mm. called Can the Kibble, right. which gave me personally great joy <laughs> shouting that outside parliament oh brilliant band kibble. Yeah, just yeah. last week actually can the kibble you know so great name for a campaign yeah it's brilliant Play on words. very clever because um, people love, just love. don't know that people just don't know the harm that kibble does to dogs do they they really just don't know the harm 
well, you are what you eat. And Absolutely. we know, what we do know is that overly processed food really doesn't do yourself any favours. You know, exactly. we've got to have our five a day, you know, let's yeah. watch what we eat, stay healthy. And the same is true in our dogs. And it's just making that bridge, I think, that connection from A to B that somehow is being blocked and it needs to be unblocked, really. So, yeah, um, yeah so it's positive. I feel, I feel Jan- this January has been positive and I'm, yeah. I'm so pleased that the beagles are being heard in parliament yes. and hats off to everyone and just everyone's got to keep signing About the time. petition Absolutely. so the petition link's going to be in the show notes great oh that's brilliant and what about all the poppy farming as well that they're doing, you know? Well, I mean, I'm helping horrendous, on that. It's horrendous as well, it's you know. Just, dreadful. It's, well, you know, just it's it's almost like it's, it, I, I would put it up there with bloody human trafficking as far as I'm concerned. It's just disgusting, you know. It's mm, so funny you say this. But I do. It's like, why is that okay for people to just breed and breed all these you know, puppies just to, to make money out of them and they're not going to good homes and they can't get rid of them and they're not looked after. It's just absolutely disgusting. I saw, um, you probably read the article about all those, a puppy breeder had hired a, a um, Airbnb for a few days and they had all these puppies in there and there was, you know, mess all over the place because they're just not looking after these poor puppies. Did you read about that? I saw that. It was in Scotland, wasn't it, yeah. I think? and. It's just absolutely disgraceful. I think they can just think of doing that just to make money. You know, it's just no, it's, again, it's really awful. But there is something going on. So again, another little plug is yeah. for Dog Advocacy Island, which I've been involved with. It's actually really gaining traction, helping to lobby the heart of government in Ireland, which is different to ours, the way it's structured, but to really highlight the fact of these like because they're licensed. That's what's ridiculous. These huge, massive breeding, industrial, awful places are legal. Okay. They're given licenses. So, you know, there's um, a lot of sort of skullduggery going on, shall we say. And um, this will make you pass out oh, so God, basically don't, don't. Oh, well, no on. no listen no no so basically the puppy farm industry in ireland earns ireland 200 million euro in tax money a year so see now mm. the problem is you know smuggling dogs into this country is illegal and that's got to be the next big stopping thing mm. happening because you see now that nobody buys a dog properly anymore and everyone buys them off the internet it's like a huge shop window for these people that are very clever and they smuggle these poor puppies in in a terrible state and it's all wrong but of course then they end up being sold on the internet to people who don't realize they're buying a puppy that's not in the best condition and probably isn't going to be as easy to train as a puppy that's been reared really really well well it's trauma they've gone through trauma you well, know, they've gone through, a... you know, living in terrible conditions. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's traumatic for them. It's just disgusting. I just, I don't know. I just feel like, oh, I just feel so helpless, you know, sometimes where uh, it's just, and also, you know, I even feel in, on, my, on my day-to-day um, living with Billy, you know, on the Heath, when you see some dog walkers who have got, 20 dogs and you know for some reason on the heath they haven't passed the license yet where you can only walk four dogs 
I know most of the royal parks, you can only have four dogs at a time. But on the Heath, that was supposed to come in a couple of years ago. And it hasn't. And you get some dog walkers with so many dogs. One, it's not good for the dogs. You know, they're all on leads and they're not getting the proper run they need. And two, you know, it can be dangerous. And it's just it's it's just cruel. They're not getting that proper attention they need as well. Exactly. It's something I said today. Everybody has to give their dog proactive time every yeah. day. But I don't um, know as an owner, you would allow your dog to go with a dog walker who already has got 10 dogs. There's just no way on earth I'd allow my uh, Billy to go with a dog walker who does that. I don't even allow Billy to go with a dog walker, full stop. But, <laughs> you know, but it, I just think it's ridiculous. It really is frustrating and they don't have full control. There's no way they would have full control. The amount of dogs I've known over the last few years that have gone missing whilst being with a dog walker and have mm. not come back, they've either, you know, died or they've just run, whatever sadly has happened to them, has been in the care of a dog walker because they cannot look after all those dogs. There's just no way. I know, no. It's the amount struggling. of times I hear dog walkers whistling and shouting at dogs. Have you seen a dog look like this? Does it? Have you seen a dog like this? And it's like, well, you've got ten of the dogs. Of course, you're not going to be able to look after every single one of those dogs. But I blame the owners. Well, you've yeah. got to put it into context as well. I mean, until 2005, there were no dog walkers. Yes. Um, and then this whole trend came over from the States. Then it was small scale, you know, because dog ownership was way, way, way less then. Yeah, it's just grown and grown and grown. It's an unregulated sector and uh, there's huge problems with it. But the public space protection orders that are coming in in March, hopefully is going to really help because then it will be, I don't know if you can say the word illegal, but you you know, you will be fined if everywhere. Certainly it's coming into Hackney, uh, oh. four dogs only, four dogs. Yeah, it I know... will be coming to Hampstead. It will, it will, because there have been too many complaints. Yeah, no, it's, it is regulated on some of the Royal Parks and like Regent's Park. There's a few parks where they can only walk four dogs. But this is new. It's coming in in March. Mm, mm, oh, mm, right. Okay. Well, mm, I know mm. that I know that's been regulated for quite a few years because the constabulary on the Heath, uh, Hampstead Heath, have been saying, oh, yeah, it's supposed to come in this November. They said that a few years ago. Oh, no, now it's supposed to be coming through in January. But but it's definitely regulated on some of the royal parks where they, they can only walk four dogs at a time. And also, I think the old, you know, dog license, we should have licenses to have, have you know, own animals. We should have a license. I totally agree, um, you know. but it's got to be not like the old dog license, which I don't think did very much or had no real sort of purpose, yeah. but um, it's got to be, I think, really expensive. And I looked into Switzerland at one point to see what yeah. they do, and they have dog licenses, but don't pass out. It's one and a half thousand Swiss francs a well, year. But you know what? Then it well that I mean that's okay. That that's that's quite a lot. And if you wouldn't be, if you couldn't afford that, if somebody who loves their dogs and looks after their dogs, and you know the dogs are everything, then that could be impossible for someone who doesn't earn that kind of money. So mm. they have to look at it. Have to be tailored or something. I don't know. But no, no. I, I think it should be. It's not. Shouldn't be about money. It should be about. Like when you adopt a child, you go through all these regulations and background checks. And when you, you know, you adopt a child, then it should be like that with animals, I think. 
Well, it should be. So, I mean, I think the key in the first instance, I don't know how people say to me, can't happen, Anna. And I think, no, you never say the word can't. My dad taught me that. My dad um, did. There's no such word as can't. I yeah. agree. My dad said um, that it's, to me. it's just stop live creatures being sold on the internet. It's too easy to buy a dog. Stop that. You'll reduce the amount of dogs that are being bought and then abandoned, you know, yeah. and, and dogs being bought that are puppy farm dogs because most you know I speak generally but most of them are puppy farm dogs that you buy on the internet because any dog breeder of which there are many good ones would never put their dogs for sale on the internet no. you know you have a waiting list I mean in the olden days you waited two years to get your perfect puppy but yeah. we're so used to it's partly society we're so used to just tapping our phone and getting yeah. what we want absolutely well, in the You're world i right. grew up in you had to earn what you wanted what do washing up in a restaurant you know to buy your nice boots that you want oh god don't you know? stop me on that that's a whole new subject i totally agree i've had this conversation so many times you, you know growing up you you just you had to you had to earn it you had to do those things to get what you want now there's a whole different breed of people so <laughs> no, no, I mean, uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for coming on, and um, remember, I love coming on your show, free I the beagles, free, free the beagles, free the beagles. Anna, come on, we've got to free the beagles, yeah. and we, you know, Prudence we go... has got a bit excited here, yeah. and we should go in a march together soon. But I love coming on your show. Thanks for having me again. Thank and, you. No, uh, cheers. Claire, I think you're amazing. On. I think you're amazing. I love watching you on TV, on the morning shows and London, BBC London and, you know, talking about how to help dogs. It just makes my heart warm. I love you to bits. Thanks. Anna. Oh, thank you, Colette. Well, thank you. And speak again soon. Take Definitely. care. We love you. That's our show, Mr. Binks. What did you think? Yes, I can understand why you're glad you're not a beagle. And you're right. It is time for Woof of the Week. The campaign to free the Beagles is due to take place in Parliament on the 19th of February. Please sign and share the petition. Well, I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, go on, rate and review the show wherever you tune into your podcasts. It really makes a difference and it's great to get your feedback. And thanks again, of course, to Colette Cooper for joining us today. And all the links, including the link to the petition to sign to save the Beagles, is, of course, in the show notes. Thanks, of course, to Mike Hansen, my producer, for all the music and production as ever. Find out more about him at Pod People UK. Find out a bit more about me and for some of the packages that I can offer, whether it's nutrition or behavior or a combination of integrated therapies check out my website and follow me on at Anna Webb Dogs. what's that mr binks yes yes you're right we will be back in your feed next sunday so why don't you subscribe now it's free and that way you'll never miss another show bye for now